Hi, this is Pastor Chris from Pure Church in Fort Pierce, Florida. We want to welcome you to our brand new series called Yes and Amen, where Pastor Nick talks about how to access the promises that are available in Christ. We're excited to see God's promises be fulfilled this year, and we want to invite you to join us in-house on Sundays at 11 a.m. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel to keep up with Sunday's messages every week. We love you, and now let's go into today's message. Look at somebody and tell them there is no worship without sacrifice. Find somebody else and tell them there is no worship without sacrifice. And so there's a price that you have to pay, and the fire of God comes to consume that which is flesh. So in the Old Testament, they would uh, slaughter animals, and they would put the flesh of the animal on the altar, and the fire of God would fall down and consume it as an offering. When you come and lay down your sinful nature and your old life, and you put it on the altar, the fire of God comes to burn that off you so you can be free to live in the Spirit. Can you say Amen. But when you come to the altar to bring your junk to God, what you're doing is you're crucifying your sinful nature to the cross. And you're saying, I don't want this anymore. I don't want that anymore. This is not part of my identity. This is not part of my character. This is not who God has designed me to be. And it feels like it's part of you because you identify with it. But when you realize God opens your eyes and He shows you, hey, that's not part of who you are, and you can see the enemy in you that's tearing your life down, you bring him to the altar and the fire of God will consume that enemy. And the battle and the war that you have is not on the outside, it's on the inside. It's what you see, it's how you perceive life. And there are blinders that are on your eyes because you're born into sin. And God wants to remove the scales and the blinders from your eyes so that you can see in the Spirit and know things that you can only know by the Spirit. Eye has not seen it, ear has not heard it, nor has the mind imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. And so there's stuff that God has for you that He wants to show you. And it's the most exciting thing when you discover God's plans and purposes for your life. It's exciting when you can hear the voice of God and know the voice of God and to be led by the Spirit of God. And then all day, you're connected through Wi-Fi to heaven. You're listening to heaven's radio. You're in tune with what the Spirit of God is saying. And everywhere you go, you have authority because you have a sound on the inside of you that's greater than the sound in the world. And when you step into a place with the authority and the sound of heaven, you change the atmosphere. Woosa! Look at somebody say, Woosa! So I'm an atmosphere changer. And so we started a series at the beginning of this year called Yes and Amen. And uh, all of God's promises are yes and amen. The Holy Spirit, when you get the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, you get God's guarantee that He will give you all the promises. But there are some secret things that you've got to get from the mouth of the Lord. There's things that are written in the Word of God that are promises to you. But then there's things that the Lord speaks from His mouth. Where you should live, who you should marry. The career choice you should have. These are not things that anybody can tell you. These are things that the Lord wants to tell you. And He's going to tell you those things through relationship. And I'll tell you this too. The desires that are in your heart. Not the sinful desires. The other ones that are in your heart. Those have been placed there by God for your life. When I was a teenager, I began to have a desire to live in the United States of America. I don't know where it came from, but it was just in me. Anybody have some desires on the inside of you that you don't know where they come from, but you just want to do them? For some wild reason, 
I just want to go to the mountains. I want to live in the mountains. I don't know why I want to live in the mountains. It snows there, but I just got something on the inside of me that's calling me to the mountains. Well, I had something on the inside of me calling me to America. It was there. It was placed there. It didn't come out of there. It was just stuck there. And the Bible says that the Lord will give you the desires of your heart. He does two things. He puts the desire there, and then when you follow him, he leads you to experience that desire. And for the longest time, I used to think that desire in me was evil. That was of self. But as I've matured, I've discovered that that desire isn't evil. It's part of God's plan for me. And I've learned to accept it. And now I understand that the desires that are in my heart are because the Holy Ghost is joined to my spirit. His desires are in me. His heart is in me. The things I desire are His desires. He's in me. I've died. The old nature is gone. The Holy Ghost is on the inside of me. Why would I want to give $125,000 away? As a church, we made a commitment last year to give $125,000. Why? You're crazy. You're insane. Nobody in their right mind gives that much money away. Use that money to build whatever you want to build. No, but the Lord said, I want an offering of worship. Commit to give me a year's worth of wages. And so that's what we did last year. We didn't just give 125. We ended up giving $195,000 last year. Can you say amen? And we're going to double it this year. We're just going to believe the Lord that is going to bring you the increase so that you increase. It's going to come through your hands. If we're going to give more, that means you're going to get more. But what you have to do is you have to hook up with the Word. You have to activate your faith because God wants to put resources in your hands that are beyond what you can work your 40 hours a week. God will use your 40 hours a week, but by faith you can tap into supernatural provision. And that's what we did last year. And you know what? Just because we, we did it last year doesn't mean we're going to stop now. Why would God ask us to move to that level in our giving and then this year say, no, cut back. Go back to 20000 a year. No, the God that I serve is ever increasing. He's more than enough. He wants you to break boundaries. Can you say amen? And so that's what we're going to do this year. We're going to break some more boundaries in the mighty name of Jesus. That means your limitations are going to be broken. But you have to ask the Lord and say, okay, Lord, this is what you put through my hands last year. And say, I'm going to see an increase this year. I'm going for double. Some people's giving last year went from 4,400 bucks the first year to 40,000, 50,000 the next year. I'm not going to point them out, but I, I know who they are. And if God can do it for them, then God can do it for you. But you just have to get your heart in line and say, My God gives seed to the sower. I'm going to be a channel that He's going to funnel money through. And if you're faithful with what you have in your hand and, and the Lord puts double that in your hand and you're faithful to give that, you'll see the next, the next increase come in. You will be tested. You're going to get to the point where you say, ah, that's too much. And then the flow stops. When you're full, the flow stops. But if you're constantly giving and pouring out, the flow will never end. 
Because you're not going to stand before God one day and say, I gave and you didn't. You never do it. But I want to caution you. People give out of the flesh just to reach goals. You need to hear what the Spirit of God is saying and give according to the Spirit. It's not just about now I gave 5000 this year I'm going to give 10000 No. Go to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to see increase in my giving. What do you want me to give this year? What provision have you stored up for me this year to flow through my hands? And then when you get a word from the Lord... And you know what the Lord says. Now you have faith substance to believe Him for that. And you're not stressing about your giving. Because it's not on you. It's on Him. Because He said, this is what you're going to give this year. And so you say, I don't know where it is, but it's going to show up suddenly. He's going to lead me and guide me to find the provision. Even as Jesus said, go to the river. Throw in a line. The first fish you catch, open its mouth and there'll be a coin. Go pay our taxes. I want you to know there's tax money for you. Who needs some tax money? Go fishing. So I'm excited this year to see what the Lord is going to say to you and to see what the Lord does through you. And the testimonies are epic all the time. Amen? So a couple of weeks ago, when we went up to the conference in Tampa, uh, the winter camp meeting, while we were sitting in the service, the Lord spoke to me that we needed to dedicate the month of February to praising God. We're going to take the whole month and we're just going to focus on praising Him. Why are we going to praise Him, Nick? Well, we're going to praise Him because He made us a promise. And the word that the Lord gave us for this year, He says, The things that I have promised with my mouth, I will fulfill with my hands. The book of Isaiah says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, so shall my word be that proceeds from my mouth. It will not return unto me void. God's word will not return unto you void. When he sends his word out, it's going to accomplish what he sent it to do if it'll land in a heart that has faith and trusts him. And so the Lord has given us a word. And the word said, he said, I'm going to fulfill the promises that I've made with my mouth to you this year. One of the promises that the Lord gave us back in 2007 was, he said, when, before we started, he said, you're gonna, you're, I'm going to restore your family. That was the first thing he said he'd do, which is done. The second thing the Lord said to us, we'd start a business. Then he said, you'll expand a business and you'll build a home debt free. Well, we're breaking ground on our property right now. That's one of the promises that the Lord has made to us. Right? And so we're going to see our first home built after 23 years of marriage being together. We've lived in garages, we've lived in apartments, we've lived in homes, but God said we would have our own home. And that promise will be fulfilled this year. 23 years of waiting for it, you know, but it's finally here. It's finally here. And he said debt free. Now that's where the faith has to kick in. How's that going to happen? I don't know, but 2007, he said, you build a home debt-free. He brought everything else to pass, so he obviously knows what he's talking about. I'm not going to disagree with him and say, it's impossible, guy. It's you, you can't do it. No, when the Lord speaks it, it's already done. He's telling you what's coming. Oh, look at the person next to you and say, when the Lord speaks it, it's already finished. 
He's just telling you what's coming if you'll stay on track. It's already done. He's not a liar. And I know I didn't hear wrong. And if he already did the restoration of the family, we started the business, we expanded it, and now the house is, then obviously this is true too. And then I saw an international ministry center complex. So right after the foundation of the house, we're going to see something spring up on this property that's going to touch the world. And I'll be as bold to tell you this. There are two satellites in our future. You say, well, how do you know? Oh, because I've seen them. Now, I don't know if I'm going to own them, but I'm going to have access to them. Two brand new satellites will go up sometime in the next few years. Because that's what's going to take the international thing around the world. Two brand new satellites are going up there. I don't know who's going to do it, but they're going to be my friends. <laughs> Somehow I'm going to connect to satellite people. I don't know if it's Elon Musk. He's African. Maybe it's him. Maybe he'll be the guy that puts him up there and we'll just meet the other guy that pays to put him. I don't know. You say, Pastor, that's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yes. Is it impossible? Totally impossible. But you know what? God said it. God showed it to me. He's not a liar and he's going to bring it to pass. Can you say amen? amen? So what are the promises that God has made you? What are the desires that are in your heart that you haven't seen come to pass? I want to tell you that the key to seeing the breakthrough is full surrender. See, the blessing doesn't come without price, and the price is your life. It's not your money, it's your life. It's your heart. Will you put all of you on the altar in service to God? Will you do what Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 3 tells you to do? Give your body to God as a living sacrifice. Put yourself on the altar. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll say what you want me to say. I'll do what you want me to do. Not my will, but your will be done in my life. I give you my life. I hold nothing back. I'm not just letting you into this portion and into that portion. No, I'm giving, I'm all in. Completely in to what you have for me, God. I'm not looking to the world. I'm not looking to my hands. I'm not looking to people. I'm looking to God. And I'm running after God with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, and all my strength. And he said, if you seek first the kingdom of God and live righteously, then all these things shall be added unto you. And so what happens is people run after stuff trying to make their dreams a reality, those desires. But if you run after God, he'll just add them to your life. You see, he puts those desires there. Living in America was my dream. It was my desire. It was what I wanted to see happen in my life. And I tried to come to America. I had a visa. I had my passport. I had everything ready to go. When, when, we, when we shut the club down, uh -huh. oh, God, that's a story. So anyway, we were owed money by some guys, but the, and I was going to take that money that was coming in and I, was, and I had a plane ticket already. I was just waiting on the money to come in so I would have funds when I got over here. And the money never came in. And had I come to America with the people that I wanted to come to America with, we would have got into a lot of trouble. And that would have shut down the plan of God for me in America. So the door shut. Because I, I would have come here with my own agenda and my own strength to fulfill a desire that was in my heart for selfish purposes. But when I fully surrendered to God, then he opened the doors for me to come with a church, which was part of the plan that he had for my life. 
And so the key to seeing that desire and that dream become a reality in your life is you have to fully surrender your life to the Lord. And it's only when you surrender will He unlock the door for you to walk through. Uh, that is a lot of gold that I just gave you. And some of you are holding on to dreams that you've had for a very long time, and the reason they haven't come through is because you haven't surrendered. Let that sink in. You're not waiting on God. God's waiting on you. Mm, I can play dominoes better than you can. I feel the anointing, people. Maybe it's just the hot lights. Yeah, they are LED, babe. They're cool. That's right. It's the anointing. So this month we're focusing on praise. Psalm 22.3 says, You are holy, and you inhabit the praises of Israel. Another version says, you are wholly enthroned on the praises of Israel. Enthroned means you are exalted, you are elevated, you are crowned with our praise. And so the Old Testament, God inhabited the praises of His people. In the New Testament, that's what we live in. He inhabits the people of praise. So you become the temple of of the Holy Ghost, and God comes on the inside of you, and He inhabits you. And so, you carry an atmosphere, you carry a sound. And you either have a sound of heaven, or you have a sound from the earth. If you have the sound from the earth on the inside of you resounding, it's like an echo, it plays in you, it's all about... Impossibilities. It's all about limitations. It's all about pointing fingers at other people for why you're in the position you're in. It never looks itself and says you need to adjust your life. It's always blaming others for why they're in that position. It's judgmental. It's critical. It's jealous. That sound is self-centered. It's about what I want. And when you have that sound on the inside of you just playing, it goes round and round and round. But you never move forward. You just get stuck in a rut. And when people tell you you're complaining and whining, you get offended. But you're miserable, and you can see it on your face. You're miserable, and you can hear it in your words. Why? Because you're carrying a sound that is the wrong sound. You are just resounding what's in you. And so when you connect to the sound of heaven, praise is automatic. It comes out of you. Why? Because everything's full, everything's finished, everything's done. And God said, we're going to see our promises fulfilled this year. So I'm going to praise Him. Why? Because it's already done. And that's why we're dedicating this month to just praise Him. We're going to praise our faces off. We're going to sweat ourselves into praise. We're going to give God praise with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul, all our strength. Can you say amen? We're going to give in. We're going to take our praise to the next level. And praise can be seen on the outside. I praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. 
You can tell if there's excitement and joy in your heart, if there's expectation in your heart. When you're, on that, you're watching that football game play, there's an expectation that your team is going to score a touchdown. And when they cross that line, you're like, So why is it any different, any different in, in the kingdom? Why do we get excited about a game? You're in the game of life. You're, in, you're on God's, God's team. And you're going to score touchdowns and you're going to win. And you need to be expecting that you're going to win. You need to be expecting that what God said is going to come to pass. And when you score a touch, you're going to scream and shout and we're going to celebrate with you. Can you say amen? But you have to be ready you have to be ready on the inside to see the impossible become possible this year. And I'll tell you this, you, you have to already be working on it. We've been working on our house a whole year already. But then suddenly the ground breaks. And then suddenly the foundation goes in. And then suddenly the walls and the roof goes on. And before you know it, suddenly you're on the inside of it with brand new furniture. Can you say amen? And then suddenly, we're going to be eating over there. <laughs> Psalm 100, verse 4 says, if you want to enter His presence, who wants to go into the presence of God? Then you've got to enter His gates with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the key to enter into praise. If you are unthankful, you'll never praise. Praises will not be on the, the fruit of your lips, It'll only be what I don't have, what I want, what I need, and who did what to me. <laughs> I thank you, Lord, that we're going to give you praise like never before. I thank you, Father, as we go through this month of praise, you're going to break every sound that is of the world that is not from heaven out of us. That heaven's radio will play on the inside of your people. That faith radio will be their radio station, Lord God. Heavenly Father, I thank you that not only will the sound flow through them, but your presence will flow through them. And the atmosphere of their lives will change. And the atmosphere of their homes will change. And the atmosphere of their workplace will change. And Father, I thank you. Come May 19th through 21st, we're going to see the atmosphere in our city change. Can you say amen? Look at somebody and tell them, you were designed to win. You were designed to be a person of praise. Do you know that your voice is an instrument? What song are you playing? Is it a country song? I lost my dog. I lost my wife. My best friend tried to stab me with a knife. My dog did. Got eaten by the gator. And my truck. And tires are deflated. It's country, man. But then there is some country where they worship God. Those are cool country people, you know. They sing about Jesus all the way. I like them. And if you play country music backwards, you get your dog back, you get your house back, you get your wife back.
so you enter his gates with thanksgiving. You, you go into his courts with praise. Do you know there's a lot of joy when you're praising God? There's joy in your excitement. Can you say amen? That's why God loves a cheerful giver, because you're giving joyfully. You're giving with expectancy. You're believing that this seed is going in the ground, and God is going to multiply it and return it back to me. Good measure, press down, shaking together, make room for more, and running over. You're excited about giving, and you're praising God because you know the outcome. So that's good. So you go into His courts with praise. You're excited about coming into the house of God because all His promises are yes and amen. And when you start living according to the promises of God, God just blesses your life. I want you to know that giving God praise gives you access to His presence. If you do not have praise in your mouth, you don't have access to the presence. By you praising with your instrument, you're not going to let a rock cry out. You're going to cry out. You're going to give God the praise He deserves because you know who He is. He's a good God. He's the creator, the only creator. There's none like Him. There's only one of Him. And we praise Him because of who He is. Not because of what He's done. Yeah, we're thankful and excited, but we, we worship Him and we honor Him because of who He is. And because you know who He is, you will yet praise Him. Yet praise Him is, while I'm going through it, yet I will praise Him. Because God doesn't deserve praise when He does good things for us. God deserves praise because He's God. And when you praise Him, you come into His presence. And when you get into His presence, He gives you the strategy to overcome the problem you're facing. That's why you praise Him. Because you might come in with the weight of the world on you and the enemy telling your mind you're not going to make it. You're never going to come through. That desire you have in your heart will never happen. You'll never find a husband. You'll never have children. You'll never go on vacation. You'll never break out of this place of poverty and lack. That's what's playing on the inside of you. And because of that mindset coming out of your mouth, death and life are in the power of the tongue. You establish what you're hearing. But if you get a new radio station playing and you start using your mouth to line up with what heaven is saying and you'll release it in the earth, the angels of God will come alongside you to bring the suddenlies of God to pass in your life. Huh, because when you speak the word of God out of your mouth, you're creating your future. You're framing your world with your words. And so when you speak negativity and lies and all that stuff, you're framing the devil's plan for your life to come to pass. Just as God has a plan for 2022, for you to walk in the fullness of his blessing, the enemy has a plan for you too. And it's all unlocks with what you say out of your mouth. What you have in your heart, what you see, you will speak and it is established and you will walk into it. And that's why you need to check your mindset and ask yourself, what vision is in my heart and in my mind? What is on the screen of my imagination? If there's something on my imagination that looks like lack, it doesn't look like life and life more abundantly. It looks like the enemy is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. He's given you a vision of destruction. And you've got to make sure you don't speak in line with that. Do not come in agreement with destruction. You've got to open the pages of your Bible and you've got to find some words that talk about God blessing your life and speak that. 
You are the temple of God. You are an instrument of praise. Sometimes you have to give a sacrifice of praise. Say, it's going to cost me. There's going to be moments where I don't feel like praising. There are going to be moments where I feel like the weight of the world is on my shoulders, but I'll yet praise Him. And I'll tell you, the minute you begin to praise Him, everything that the enemy is trying to put on you breaks off you, and he flees from you in seven directions. He doesn't know how, he doesn't know how to get away. He's like, so what? So I want to give you seven words really quick. We'll end today. So in the English language, we have one word, praise. I'm by no means a Hebrew scholar. Yes, I am Arab by nature. My dad's from Lebanon, but I don't speak Hebrew. So I might butcher these words. If you're a scholar, forgive me. There's seven words in the Hebrew language that I have. There are probably more, but there's seven that I have here that that take the one word praise and they give you different aspects of what praise is. So, for example, tauda is a sacrifice of praise. When I don't feel like praising, I'm going to tauda praise. I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to yet praise Him. I'm going to praise Him because He is God. T-O-W-D-A-H. That is a sacrifice of praise. When I don't feel like praising, I'm going to praise Him. It's like you don't feel like going to the gym, but when you go, you feel better for going, right? Well, it's the same way. You don't feel like praising, but I'm going to praise God anyway, and you're going to experience the breakthrough. Then there's yada, Y-A-D-A-H, and that means to praise with your hands raised. We're going to put our hands up, and we're going to praise God with hands raised. When you open your, arm, your hands and to praise the Lord, um, it means to extend your hands or to throw out your hands to God in worship. Um, you lift your hands. And this, this is also um, the opposite of just folding your hands. Or worried hands. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. So instead of folding your hands and worrying with your hands, lift your hands and praise Him. Because your hands, your body language is showing you what's being processed in your mind. Your, your body language is the fruit from what's rooted in your understanding. Jesus said you can tell people by their fruits. You can't have a good heart and do bad things. And you can't have a bad heart and do good things. You can identify a tree by its actions and its words. So if you're like this and you're pacing and smoking and drinking and worried and not sleeping and having nightmares... It shows you what's rooted in you. And now your body is reflecting the nightmare you're living. And the altar here will break you free from that stuff. Will uproot that thing by its roots, pull it right out of you, and you'll never have that problem again. You'll be set free. Can you say amen? Barack. Barack. Not Barack Obama, just Barack. Uh, means to kneel down with a quiet voice. What I've come to discover is that praise is worship. Say what? Praise is worship because you're obeying the Word of God. 
Anything that you do to obey the word of God is worship. Does that make sense? Worship is obedience. It's not singing the slow song. So everything that we do with vocals and singing and music and instruments and jumping and shouting and even going down quietly before God, it's considered worship because we're obeying the word, but it's not worship because we're singing a slow song. Worship is obedience to God. Right? Halal. So halal is the root word to hallelujah. And this is about rejoicing. This is about excitement. This is about, this is the wild spinning excitement. Dun, 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 dun. Halal praise. Hallelujah. Giving God my praise with everything I got. Then there's Zamar. Z-A-M-A-R. That sounds so cool when I say that. That's to praise Him on the instruments. Tehillah. That's to sing, not tequila. <laughs> tequila. T-E-H-T-I-K-I-L-L-H-E-R. T-E-H-I-L-A-H. Tequila. To heal her. He was practicing laying on of hands to heal her. This means to sing along with instruments. This includes clapping. And it's what we do here on Sunday mornings. And Shabbach, S-H-A-B-A-C-H, is to shout for joy unto the Lord. It's to command a shout, to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. And so what I want you to know is that the one word when we say praise there's many different words in the Hebrew language that describe an action, a type of praise. And it, it's all-inclusive. Music, instruments, harps, lyres, praise Him in the dance, praise Him in the shout, praise Him in the clap. And so we, what we do here on a Sunday morning is biblical. It's biblical. This is what God requires of us. This is what God expects from us. And we don't do it as a show. We do it as an expression of our love and our excitement and our passion for God because He's been good to us. Can you say amen? And so those are seven words that I wanted to give you today. Just to let you know, we're praising the Lord right. Amen. I'm just so glad to be a part of the family. No matter what you're going through, I got you. Got me too. What's up with the family? Got your heart.